0: Welcome to the Creating Responsible Companies podcast, episode number 20. We are continuing our series on working from home responsibly.
1: Welcome to the Creating Responsible Companies podcast, where our mission is simple, to make the world a better place, one responsible company at a time. Now, here are your hosts, Barbara Anderson and Janet Craig.
0: We're recording this on April 7th, 2020 during the coronavirus pandemic. Today we're talking with our guest Karen Bartasek who is a, an expert in pet-friendly businesses and it's going to be a really fun and important topic about working from home with pets. So we're talking about pet etiquette and we're calling it petiquette. <laughs> My name is Barbara Anderson. I'm one of the founding partners of Destination Better. We're the company who brings you the Creating Responsible Companies podcast. And I'm excited to tell you about Karen. She is the founder of Pets Living the Dream, a business consulting firm that creates pet-friendly programs for cities and businesses alike. Her programs make cities and businesses stand out from their competition and win the praise of pet parents especially the much coveted Millennials and Gen Zs. She's a graduate of corporate America with over 20 years at at and and IBM and built her pet friendly expertise as a side passion through her corporate career. She'll not only put the enormity of the pet industry into perspective, Karen will be sharing some practical tips for both pet owners and the leaders of employees who are pet owners. You can find her tips at DestinationBetter.com slash 20 for episode 20.
1: And hi, I'm Janet Craig, the other founding partner of Destination Better, the company who brings you the Creating Responsible Companies podcast. And Karen, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. So this is a really interesting time because people are moving their offices home, which means that now they're moving their offices into... um, Places where we have children and pets and all kinds of other things that usually aren't in our office. So today talking about pets, I think one of the things that Barbara just touched on was just the enormity of the pet industry. So there are a lot of people that have a lot of pets. They're at home, which is really amazing and wonderful, but sometimes working from home with pets, the balance. Can you give us an idea about like how many people actually out there have pets and how big is this industry and how is it impacting what we're going through right now?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Happy to do that. In in enormity is a great word. Um, The American Pet Products Association, they do every two years, they do a survey and they did one in 2019, 2020, and they take a look at national pet owners and The the statistics that came back this year is 67% of all households in the the United States have a pet or two. And that equates to about 84.9 million households with pets. In 2018, millennials actually tipped the scales over boomers and are now the largest pet-owning demographic. So when you think about those kind of numbers and you think about the demographic shift, you know that as people are working from home, there are going to be a ton of people with pets in their home offices. So, a couple things I'd like to do in this tech, in this podcast is I really wanted to talk about some ideas, some hints and tips for folks that are that have pets in their home offices, and you know how to adjust to this new normal. The other thing is I want to talk about some ideas too that employers can implement and consider. You know, use this 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 shift as a potential um, team building opportunity the overarching theme that i really wanted to get and message i really wanted to get get across to is we ha- there's so much going on right now and having flexibility at this time is so so important you know once people once pets will get adjusted to all the new sights and the new sounds um everybody will se- they'll settle down well for the most part they'll settle down but that's <laughs> that's so important is is just to you know give, give everybody a break right now
0: it is such an interesting time, and and we want to give a nod to how terrible the situation is, and for so many, and such a horrific, terrible news that we hear day in and day out. And um, then on the other side, we're trying to balance that with people still are working and they're adjusting in in this normal new normal that we're experiencing, but it was overnight, right? It wasn't like they said, okay, March 1st, everybody, if you have pets, you're going to need to stay at home with your pets. You're going to have to take care of them. You're going to have to make sure your kids are quiet. You, you still have to do work and nobody was given any notice, right? In fact, we even have one of our team members have, have been paying for doggy daycare. And that business had to close um, uh, temporarily because um, they couldn't keep their doors open because of the uh, the virus. So um, so tell us a little bit, in your words, what etiquette is or pet etiquette, Karen, and then why it matters.
2: Sure, happy to do that. And I understand earlier we had Sherry Sutton and Mary Williams that spoke about you know, the guidelines for, you know, effective online meetings and good etiquette for people and the idea of this presentation is to talk to the folks that have pets now in their home offices and how to how can you have good good social skills for your pets so that's that's the whole concept is good social skills in an online work from home world
0: how did you get into this space karen
2: yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm as, as you mentioned earlier, is I'm, a, I'm a graduate of corporate America, I work for IBM and back in the year 2000, I actually started working from home. So I spent many years working from home and had a dog, my dog at the time was Sabrina. And, you know, it was, it was, you, you had to kind of learn to roll with the, roll with the, uh, the, the flow of it. And yeah, who knew IBM was actually preparing me for, with the experience that I could share during a pandemic. Um, what I did learn is that working from home, number one, can be extremely productive. And if you've got a pet by your side, it, it can really be really good for your soul. It just kind of keeps you balanced. Um, so, you know, some thoughts to consider, too, is, as we talk about pet a and pets, you know, pets and why pet, you know, pet, good pet behavior matters is, um, Things I've always thought about is number one, it's it's really important to be considerate to your coworkers, to the company that you work for, and um, I project managed the City of Saint Pete's Saint Pete Paws Pet Friendly Initiative. And each of the programs that we put in place, the key thing that we we make sure we build into it is having respect for pet and non pet people. You know, it, for, there could be people that just aren't comfortable with pets for a number of different reasons. And you've got to take that into consideration. You really need to be respectful. Um, as the, you know, it kind of leads into, as, you know, as much fun as the zoom call with all the dogs going and starting to bark <laughs> off, you know, the, the whole bark off. <laughs> that, that, as fun as that was, um, in in the long run that may end up wearing you know, wearing thin and people want to get back to business so i think it's really important to to take you know pet etiquette into consideration um, i i think something that you just said really
1: i hadn't really thought about pets are good for the soul um, i have a cat um and it was a little bit of a transition for her to have me working from home with her not attacking my feet you know, every 30 minutes when she felt like she needed attention, but we're in such a stressful time right now And pets tend to kind of bring the stress level down a little bit. So I would think that, um, there are some, number one, it's, it's, it's okay to have a pet at home because it's, it's good for your soul. But what are the other types of things and reasons why maybe some other good etiquette matters during such a stressful time for us?
2: Okay. Yeah. Well, pedicure is good for pets and their people and, you know, providing reassuring training really helps to build strong bonds between the pets and and their people. Um, it's a, it's a fun way to spend more, spend more time together. And you think about it too, when they finally let the open the gates and we can get out and be around each other, you know, it'd be really fun to be able to show off, you know, all the new skills that you've learned, these, you know, good pet behavior skills with, with your friends, all your uh, pet loving friends. Um, the other part of this is, I really think this has a is a great time for employers to assess um, their pet-friendly policies. With the stay-at-home orders that are in place right now, people are bonding with their pets so strongly. It's it's even greater um, scale than you know in in you know pre pre the pandemic, of course. But um, they provide comfort for us. They provide companionship during this isolation. Um, when this is over, the, the the pet friendliness is going to impact the workplace. It's going to impact hospitality space. It's going to impact travel. It's going to impact housing because it's in the past, it's been, oh, a nice to have. As we go forward, it's going to be a must have. It absolutely will be.
0: Yeah, I think you raise a really good point that what was initially kind of where the stay at home orders were, Sudden, and we are all scrambling to make adjustments. It's going to have long-lasting impacts on businesses, on people's expectations about working, about being around their pets. So, what are some things in the interim now that some steps that pet owners can take in terms of pet
2: Well, you know, we think about both video and teleconference. Um, there are some steps that you can take uh, to help. Your pets become very good co workers, and in some would say, actually, the very best coworkers. workers. Um, you know, we're going to primarily focus on dogs, as, and that's because those tend to be the most vocal and the most visible. So, um, one thing to say is, you know, our pets are perceptive, they pick up on our emotions, our stressors, and um, there are many of those these days. And to help ourselves and our furry loved ones, um, there's a few things to consider is I think maintaining a routine, and this is actually something I learned when I was at IBM, it was really important for me to maintain a routine. I would get up in the morning, I'd get ready, I'd have breakfast, and I'd start my day. And um, pets roll with that, they appreciate that. So now that you're at home, you know, things can be a bit off for the pets. But if you maintain that similar routine, that helps them. You know, if you get up at a normal time, start work, you know, things you would normally do, as well as, you know, you know, getting, you know, getting the pets outside of the normal time, feeding them at a normal time, having play time. Um, it's all good. And it really goes a long way, not just for the pets, but for yourself as well. The, um, and I, and another idea I've had, and I think this works very well, is, you know, you want to you think about in preparation for a video call, uh, what about taking your dog for a walk? Or, you know, playing with your cat, kind of getting, you know, wearing off some of their extra energy so that, you know, get on their call, you know, and a tired pet is a quiet pet. So that's very helpful. Um, one thing that's worked for me is distractions and having distractions. My, my, um, I, t- I, my dog now is Indy and uh, she and I went through the Canine Good Citizen Certification and, and personally, I think she was a star. <laughs> did pick up on it.
0: A pride
2: there. Yeah, a little, little, little bit. Um, but she did pick up on all her commands, and um, she's also very food-motivated. So I keep – they're not the healthiest treats, but I have treats on the desk <laughs> that she really, really loves. And, you know, when she starts to chirp a bit and bark a little bit, um, I'll shake the bag, and she will come over here, sit like a good girl, and wait for the treat and get really quiet. So that works wonderfully. Uh, but, you know, for, for pet owners, just being able their, you know having things that they, their pets like, you know, a certain toy, a certain, a safe chew bone, you know, their treats that they like, having those available, um, a couple of different items out there too. I have this thing called a Furbo and it's this, this video com, um, camera for pets and you can toss treats and <laughs> it's a really great distraction. Usually if you're away from home, you know, it, it, it has, it's a smartphone app and you can toss a treat wherever you're at. And it actually has your voice actually speaks to the pet and shoots out the tree and it's a great distraction so that's something that can be used the other thing is there's a there's a service out there called dog tv and it is what it it says it is actually a television programming for pets and it has like they've studied the music and it's like the zen like music to calm the pets and my understanding is right now that it is being made available for work at home employees and it's free at, at this time and um, it's available streaming, I think, like Roku and, you know, different cable program programs um, are making it available. So something also that could be tried. Um, if you, ha- if you just thinking of like the logistics and how your room's set up where you're, you're having your, your home office, if you have a window in that room and you know you have a Barker, you uh, it, you know, UPS trucks, a squirrel, a leaf, anything that goes by, you, they, you could have somebody barking. <laughs> it, you may want to consider either just you know blocking the window, putting the blinds down. Um, I understand you can order these films online to just distra- you know put a put a distraction on the window so that the pets can't see out. But that's really a, a you know a good thing to kind of just keep keep the visibility down a bit. Um,
1: those are all amazing amazing tips. And you know what's really funny. Is that, um, which we're going to talk about the, um, you know, like if you have to lock your pet in another room, like I had to do with my cat earlier, but even if you use that same like uh, virtual app for the, and you had to lock your dog in another room and maybe you could just use it to throw them a treat and maybe they would stay quiet. So I don't know if that would work. Right. Yeah. That would work for people. Yeah. Um, I wonder if it would work for my crazy uh, cat, whose name is Kitty, which I know is really original. But, um, but it's one of those things, you know, I, you can't always keep an, your eye on a cat because you never know where they are. But, um, but yeah, using technology and using some of those interesting apps to, if you did need to lock your animal away to, uh, to keep them from kind of um, making themselves known. as I like to say. So one of the things it's really interesting is Barbara and I have um, kind of transitioned to working from home. Is it, and everybody else that we work with for that matter is, um, is kind of like, um, you know, other things that we could do if we can't lock them in a room and if they get really nervous, you know, are there tips and tricks that we have that would, you know, is there a way for us to keep them close? And, and when we're upset,
2: do they get upset? Like, what else? What else can we help us with? Yeah, it, keeping them close is a good idea, and it, it, keeping them locked out. I've, I've seen some recommendations to do that, and unless you know your pet's going to react okay, I, I don't. I, I'm not a fan of locking them out of the room because it can like increase the meowing, it can increase the bark, it can each increase scratching and other distract or um, destructive behaviors. Even even so. Um, Keeping them close, you know, can you set up can you set up a bed, a small bed, or there, you know, some, the, where they like to settle in and have it close to you, where they can just be, you know, near your side, because that that in itself goes a long way. So that's something that that I would I would say, you know, definitely try if you can, you know, set up their, like their, their little bed right near you. I think that is very very helpful. Okay, so really our reactions do matter in pet training. I've often heard that it's more that it's training the pet owner versus the pet. And that really is true because um, there's things that we can do that can just kind of keep the pet quiet and keep it calm. If we if we respond calmly, firmly and calmly, and sometimes it's even a do not establish eye contact type of thing, but pets will, sometimes they'll, they'll, you know, hit the, hit the screen or they'll um, whine, a, pet, a dog may whine and it's just them trying to get our attention. And if we don't, let them get the attention. It doesn't create a, bad, a potentially bad you know, behavior long term. Hopefully, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, like not if they're if if not giving them positive reinforcement for something that you don't want them to continue to do. Exactly. Got it. <laughs>
2: exactly. <laughs> so, um, one really important tip that I can share too is the mute button is your friend. <laughs> I love <And> that. <laughs> that is one thing what I I have learned over the years, and it really is true. Is it, you know, if you can just keep the mute button on, if you're not if you're not speaking, keeping the mute button on is is very valuable, and not and oftentimes it's not just because you don't want your dog to bark. There's other noises that can you don't want to put, have picked up on the on the on video.
0: And there's some opportunities now too that I think um, you just are such an expert in in working in the tourism industry and like you said with the the city. Um, what opportunities are there now, like team building? Because we think about team building as something in per in person, right, Karen? It's true.
2: We really, we think about it in in person, but yeah, that this is a great opportunity for businesses, you know, from their perspective, you know, it's a great opportunity now to, you know, help take that edge off the anxiety that we have going and that so many people are feeling. Um, Some thoughts I had is actually from a video perspective, you could actually have awards. You could have awards for the best behaved pet, best picture, or even you know the most improved over time, so those could be kind of fun little games you could play. Um, you could host a virtual happy, I'm sorry, yappy hour and <laughs> have a Zoom call at the end of the day, and people could get to know each other's pets and you know just uh, you know show their, their their pets and get to know each other at the same time. So great team building opportunity. Um, another thing is right now with so many folks that are out of work, this could also be a way to bring the team together to do donations and do online donations to shelters and, you know, shelters that have food pantries. Um, if you've got local pet stores that you know are collecting and could do online donation or accept online donations for food for, for uh, folks that need it. Um, what a great way to do something good for the pet families, but also help keep that, you know, sustain that small business that really needs the help right now. So those are just some you know fun things that, you know, We could come up with. And then there's so many other things that you get your team together, brainstorming. There's like so many fun things that can be done in this space.
0: I love your ideas, Karen, about building your team during this time, which is so difficult. And Janet and I work with some very large and small and medium-sized companies on helping them become more responsible socially and environmentally and this um, this series we wanted to focus on the individual because our our colleagues are trying to work through all of this and so we were hoping it would give them some ideas and one thing it reminds me is we've kind of take this concept of when I led global corporate responsibility at a, a company in Texas a technology company we had 3,000 employees on our campus and so As one way to give back, we created the first ever in the US, as I understand it, on-site corporate pet adoption. And so we had the um, local humane society come on with a couple dozen pets at first, and um, we had volunteers, and we had it set up where people could look at the pets, and it was such a great combination because I always talk about this magic intersection of what does the community need most and what do we have? Mm -hmm. And what they needed was pets adopted during the week. And what we had was 3,000 fairly compensated, responsible adults who were interested in pets. And so at first, HR was not too thrilled about the idea. But nonetheless, we implemented it and it was in this enormous success. And we wound up doing it, I think every other month or quarterly. And it became something that uh families would even wait to adopt their pets based on this event right they knew it was coming and so they would uh, upwards of 50 pets in a day would be adopted and so i say that because what the side effect that we didn't expect it to have is that employees were so enamored at having the pets on site we we couldn't even find enough volunteer spots for people to pet the animals and take care of them and so people would bring on food, um, you know, donations, cash donations, but what was interesting too is some of the leaders would even say, okay, the pet adoptions here today, we're going to stop our meeting 15 minutes early, so we can all go pet the pets, and so it had this great um, stress relief thing too, so talk about that a little bit, about the value of pets from that perspective.
2: Oh, thank Yeah, oh my gosh, Barbara, that's awesome. That is such a wonderful accomplishment that you did. It's such a huge impact. <laughs> that is awesome. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's, as, as you mentioned, having the chance to go and, and pet the pets at the end of the, you know, end of the meetings, pets really are great healers. Um, especially at a time like where we're at right now, they bring us such comfort. They um, calm us. They keep us company. Um, they keep us grounded and focused. Um, they get us out of the house exercising and side note, I always say is you know, social distancing is important for pets, too. Um, but, you know, if anyone, <laughs> part of it, a pet is if anyone can keep you on a schedule, a pet can. You do not <laughs> need to have a clock if, to know that it is dinner time. They will be there at your side. <laughs> there, there are just so many, so many benefits, health benefits to, to having pets. And um, it, it just, the health benefits simply can't be overestimated. There's a bonus, actually, and I don't know if it quite fits here, but it's something I've, I've thought about is, you know, if you're nervous about doing a presentation, if you look at your pet, you know, to them, you're the greatest thing in the world. You're the greatest person. And it, it, with that look of adoration that they give you, if you take a look at the furry one, you know, you could move mountains and you would, you would move mountains for that pet. You absolutely would. And if you can go into that with that confidence builder, you know, you just, you, you have everything you need. So just kind of a side, sidebar on, on you know, how powerful pets can be for us. Um, but one thing that has been happening and, and now that we're in this, this pandemic and this, this new normal, um, pets are family. You know, this has been a rapidly growing trend, and um, it's, it's across the nation, and um, one that's going to get even stronger as we get past the pandemic. Um, the bonds being created now are the strongest, I think, that I've ever seen and, 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 and anything we've seen in the past. Um, rep- this represents a really interesting opportunity for businesses of all kinds, you know, workplaces, hospitality, travel, housing, and so many more. Um, in thinking of, of the workplace, pets really do make great pet, uh, coworkers. Studies have shown that pet-friendly work- workplaces experience greater collaboration between employees when a pet is present. Um, stress levels reduced, employees get more exercise, productivity increases, they've even seen a reduction in workplace gossip when there's pets around because people would rather talk about their pets than other people and every pet is a <laughs> the right. So So yeah. some so amazing perks that you get from, uh, from, uh, from having a pet friendly workplace. Um, interesting statistic too is before the uh, pandemic, 65% of millennials were asking if they could bring their pets to work. Post COVID-19, that number is going to create is going to increase exponentially. You know, our call to businesses right now is really start looking at your pet friendly policies, uh, benefits socially, emotionally, economically are beyond measure. And, they're, and it's and they're just plain good for business. So I just I that's my shout out on you know the pet friendly space.
1: I love that. And Barbara and I talk a lot about environmental, social and governance, ESG as what we do for companies. I think we're gonna have to put a P in there, Barbara. I think we're gonna have to
0: work a- <laughs> I think okay. it's under the social part, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, it is under the social part, but yeah, it needs to have its own. But I think those are really great, um, I think those are really great points because we talk we think about what pets do from a human perspective and how now we're being impacted from with work at home and working at home with our pets. But I think what it's done is it's really opened up people's eyes to how important the pet industry is and how it really does impact business and is going to impact business in the future. And when we do get to to, to open up travel again, um, how many of those millennials and Gen Z's want to travel with their pets or want to bring their pets um, to work. So I think that's a great, um, those are all really great points. I used to bring my dogs to work when I worked in manufacturing and commercial printing and there were two enormous Labrador retrievers running around the uh, office and running through the press department. It was really fun and uh, people loved it. It kept our stress levels down and um, the pizza man who delivered pizza late at night didn't like it because the dogs were, usually chasing them. But, um, but other than that, people still, somebody sent me a LinkedIn message the other day that said, I worked with you about 20 years ago and you had dogs in your office. That was really cool. I'm like,
2: thanks. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Yeah. Transfer. laughs> I guess so. I guess so. So anyway, this has been just really great. So just to summarize um, all of your amazing tips are going to be available at destinationbetter.com 20. That's the number two, zero and it's rounding out and adding to our series that we're doing on uh, working from home responsibly. We've, we've talked about remote working strategies, how to have instant stress release, and now we know that that also applies to having your, our pets around us, um, how to have really productive um, virtual meetings, etiquette when working virtually, and now, Karen, with your super helpful tips, I think it's going to make working from home a breeze so hopefully it will continue uh working out for everyone even though we are under um the safer at home orders and we're all going through some really stressful time with our friends and families um but we still have to remain somewhat productive in our work so before we close um i just want to say thank you and how can our listeners find you
2: thank you so much this has been wonderful I thank you for the opportunity to be a part of this um, the way they can find me is my website is uh, petslivingthedream.com and then I'm also out on Instagram as well on petslivingthedream so, that's awesome pet- I,
1: would, yeah, I would love to see people posting pictures of their pets for their work work their pedicute in uh, oh that'd be awesome oh, yes wouldn't that be fun wonderful. yes yeah so petslivingthedream.com or petslivingthedream on Instagram. And I'm going to go take a picture of my cat right now and I'm going to put it up there. Awesome. <laughs> it. I'll start the hashtag pedicure. All right. Um, thank you so much again, Karen, for being with us. Barbara, is there anything else that you want to say to close? No, off?
0: I'm just still struck that um, basically two thirds of us households have pets. I think that's a strong statistic. Good. Um, and that 65% of millennial job seekers are looking for that, and I think um, Karen made the great point that businesses are not going to be the same. I think there's huge opportunities, I think, to uh, engage pets, but I think also uh, as a business owner or business leader to uh, look at those public phasing pet policies, and and, uh, I don't know anyone who's more of an expert than you, Karen, and working with the city's policies and rolling those out and working in the tourism industry. And if anybody has any questions about how do you do this and what are the benefits? And, and I think, Karen, that you expressed so well that um, there's some people who are just so obsessed about their space. As much as you are, you're also pragmatic that this, there's impacts to the business that they have to manage through. And so um, I would encourage anybody who wants to implement any kind of policy or explore how to do that for their business, now's a good time, right, in a rebuilding mode, especially in the tourism industry, to contact you and, and talk through those details and how that can be done so that it, it could be a competitive advantage coming out on the other side when the travel industry picks up or any business, right? And you, you help certified business lives of all kinds as pet friendly.
2: Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yes.
0: Thank you. And, and we appreciate everybody listening to Creating Responsible Companies, our special edition on working from home responsibly. So we've got uh, some other episodes coming up that we look forward to having you join us on.
1: Thank you for listening to the Creating Responsible Companies podcast. Find tools and additional episodes on our website, DestinationBetter.com. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover, leave a voice message on our contact page. Don't worry, Barbara and Janet aren't millennials. They actually listen to voicemails. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram.